about you, but I go through these times. My last one was September, so I'm thankful that here in December I'm going through another one. Um, but times when the word is just on fire and things are clicking. Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I say to you, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter said in reply, See, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold, and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. That's Matthew 19, 23 through 30. My name is Daniel Miller, your servant host for this podcast titled Discipleship Conditioning. I can't believe it, but this is the end of season one. This is the last episode of 2023. My family and I will be taking a few weeks off, at least two, for the holiday. So we will not have another episode published on a Wednesday or any day for that matter until we get into 2024. We are so excited for the direction of the new year, and thank you so much for your dedication to this show. Today, we're going to conclude with Matthew 19, which is a phenomenal chapter and continues to just astound me. I don't know about you, but I go through these times. My last one was September, so I'm thankful that here in December, I'm going through another one. Um, But times when the word is just on fire and things are clicking and the word is, is almost... I don't know the word, but just coming to life in my life. And um, that's why it's it's a living, breathing Bible, right? The word of God is alive and it truly is alive in our lives. And we are so grateful to those who have supported us. We're so grateful to the new chapter that we get to begin in the year 2024 and everyone who has made that transition possible. Thank you so much. With that in mind, uh, we've just released a donation request video. Uh, This podcast is free, and I go into detail in that video and what the costs uh, for the creator look like and the time invested in the sharing of education and those sorts of things. There's no need for me to repeat that information here. It's in a separate video as well as a um, separate uh, audio form. And uh, so if you feel called to donate or tip, and support us. Both so shows are set up for that. 
And regardless of the show, I've included both links in the show notes. So um, please scroll down to those show notes and look for those support links and click on them. And, and you can see those videos that we've published um, for that. So we'd be grateful if you did that, if you feel called to. So today we discuss chapter 19 of the book of Matthew. Let's dive in. Matthew 19, 3 through 6 reads, And Pharisees came up to him and tested him by asking, Is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? He answered, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And said, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one flesh. Whatever God has joined together, let no man separate. The first part I'd like to point out there is male and female. I've mentioned it time and time again. It's one of the foundational uh, sets of verses for our business, Biblical Anatomy Academy. But he made them male and female in the beginning. He made them male and female. Uh, Why did he create man? Why did he create woman? Why did he create them together so that they could partner through life together? He said, it's not good for man to be alone. Now, as we'll read later, there are instances of celibacy where um, people don't marry. And clearly that is written in this chapter as being completely acceptable. But it's also emphasized that marriage is a wonderful thing. And the pairing of man and woman unite two as one flesh is an incredibly beautiful thing. In my perspective as a man, it's the best gift you can receive apart from your salvation. So, leaving his father and mother, this is a big one as well for all us men out there, that we leave father and mother. Now, for some of us that may be literal, we may move across the country, across the world, to different hemispheres, whatever the case may be. For some of us, it's not so literal in the sense that we live in the same subdivision as father and mother or brother and sister. But you are not one flesh with your mother. You're not one flesh with your father. You are one flesh with your wife. Make that distinction clear. In Matthew 19, 10 through 11, the disciples said to him, if such is the case of a man with his wife, it is better not to marry. But he said to them, not everyone can receive this saying, but only those to whom it is given. So the one section of this that I will point out is those to whom it is given. Again, celibacy is a completely acceptable Christian thing. There are many people who are called to this. Uh, Paul was one of these individuals. There were a number of disciples that were uh, these individuals. In fact, help me out on this. I think it was Simon Peter was the only one that was married, but please correct me and uh, let me know. Again, in my view, marriage is the greatest gift a man can receive apart from his salvation. In Matthew 19, 23 through 30, which is what we led with in 100% worth repeating, it reads, And Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I say to you, 
Only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter said in reply, See, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you will have you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold, and will inherit eternal life. But many who are the first will be the last, and the last the first. The last first, excuse me, not the first. Again, that's Matthew 19, 23 through 30, as chapter 19 concludes. I'd like to highlight, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, again, I'm not a biblical scholar. I'm simply a guy that loves God and reads his Bible. And I choose to read an English Standard Version Bible and a commentary version of it. And in the commentary of the Bible that I read, it discusses that there is no evidence to support that there was ever a needle that a camel went through. You may have heard uh, a camel kneeling to get through a gate, which was referred to as a needle. At least my commentary suggests that there's no evidence of that. But please, if you have evidence of that, please reach out and educate me. I would, I would enjoy that. For me, I take this very literal. A camel through the eye of a needle. I take this very literal. And it says that it is difficult, right? But we know based on our physics, I say our physics because uh, I think human physics are kind of silly. Uh, they are the natural laws that God has created around us but we label them as our physics because we think that we understand everything and clearly we don't. It's going to be an amazing conversation and revelation when God exposes us to his physics. That'll be really cool. And as a scientist, I'm super, super looking forward to that. Uh, but nevertheless, later on, he says, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So I'm interpreting this. And again, Please let me know your feelings on it. I'd love to have communication on it. Love to have a virtual coffee with you and have communication on it. Um, I'm interpreting this that essentially for a rich person, by himself, entering heaven is impossible. And I emphasize by himself because we all are imperfect individuals that have sinned a plethora of times and we need the grace of God in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. We need what Jesus has paid for. We need to accept him as Lord and Savior in order to access these promises that he provides. So the second part is simply who can be saved. And the answer is also simple. Nobody without Christ. If you try to make it to heaven on your own, 
go back to the beginning, think of the idols that are possible. Richness and the idolization of money is just one possibility of many idols. And try to live a perfect life. If you can live a perfect life the way that Jesus did, you can enter the kingdom of heaven. But you can't. Nobody can. Nobody ever will. The only person who ever did or will is Jesus, which is why we need him to achieve salvation. Next part I'd like to focus on is everyone who has left. So this is the part where everyone has left houses, brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers. We all have idols in our life. And I do think in some instances it is literal of leaving houses, brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers, those sorts of things. Uh, But I think, and again, this is in reflection within myself and my life experience, as well as the commentary that I read, is leaving idols. Leaving idols. Recognizing that in an area of our lives, we're putting an idol ahead of where God should be. And in my life, specifically over the last five years, I've slowly been recognizing more and more idols in my life and doing everything I can to reverse that process, everything I can to destroy that idol, to break it down completely and always make sure that I'm placing God at the top of my life forever and for always. I interpret that act, that action as leaving house leaving an idol. Again, I'd love to know your thoughts. So I believe all those that have given idols up for Christ's sake will inherit eternal life. First will be last and the last first. I've asked this a number of times, but do you want to live your best life here on earth or in heaven? Now I need to be careful with that because I feel like I'm living a wonderful life here on earth. I still, I wouldn't call it my best life that is saved for heaven, but I'm extraordinarily happy and blessed with my life. So I'm not trying to emphasize that you have to live an awful life on earth in order to live a good life in heaven, but you do have to put God first. In other words, are you seeking the spoils of riches as it pertains to Matthew 19 and what the example was given in riches? on earth or in heaven? Are you storing your treasures on earth or are you storing them in heaven? As we talked about in Matthew 6, what is it, 19 through 23, I believe. Normally my memory is not that good, but actually my sweet young first grade daughter taught me that. She had to memorize a set of verses um, for school, and which is a wonderful thing. And we picked out Matthew 6, 19 through 23, and I believe it's 19 through 21 that I'm specifically referring to. But uh, I don't sit here and boast and act like I'm one of those individuals that can just spit out a verse and tell you exactly what it is. Um, So credit goes to my daughter on that one, because I actually learned to memorize those verses through her memorization of those verses. As a reminder, as we conclude 2023, we are self-sponsored. Our website is biblicalanatomy.com. I want to mention briefly, kind of off script here, that I appreciate so greatly the support and the flexibility for this show to change and evolve and pivot over time. I'm figuring this stuff out. Next year, 
I'm going to post some videos about some of the things that I do, like how I create show notes, uh, what I use to record both video and audio, uh, what um, hosting service I use, all the different applications I use to edit, post, social media management, everything, you name it. I want to get it all out there because I've been in the trenches on this for the last year and I've learned a lot of things that most people will probably never learn. In fact, I just read a statistic that even of people that produce produce podcasts, once you get past a certain point, it's about 87% of podcasts that just remain dormant. So that means about 13% of podcasts are actually continually producing uh, content. In fact, I also heard another statistic months ago that if you can get past 21 episodes, you're in the top 1% of podcasters. Most people don't make it past 21 episodes. So I do this because I'm excited about it. It's a fun new skill that I've learned and I want to share it just like I want to share my knowledge in kinesiology, nutrition, uh, biblical studies, other things. And maybe it'll help somebody. And that's that's the point, right? Is providing free content so that it could be of service to individuals. Now, I've mentioned support and the link for our support page below. And, and that's super helpful. And we, we appreciate that. We set that up for people who feel called to support us. Uh, but we recognize that our information that we have in our brains, if not given out, dies with us and therefore is no good. It's... It's not even equivalent to having it in a book on your bookshelf that you never read. Um, it literally dies with us and doesn't continue on. And so we want to share the information so that these podcasts and hopefully books that we write in the future can live on and be read and listened to by other individuals and be of benefit to people. So I, I say all that to say that there's some really cool stuff coming in 2024 with Biblical Anatomy Academy, course-wide, free offerings-wide, a whole bunch of different things. I say that all to say that we are pivoting as things work and don't work. Uh, the main objective that we have here is to follow our calling for God, but we also recognize that we have to meet people where they are. Uh, if I had it my way, I'd teach super rigorous graduate level courses that nobody would sign up for. Um, and I'm slowly recognizing that to be fact. And so we're working in 2024 on meeting people where they're at. And that is from the advice of wise counsel that I've received and I've learned to accept. And in meeting people where they're at, we are truly looking to disciple to people and walk with them at that point. I don't know why I didn't realize that before, but I didn't. And so I'm thankful for 2024 and 2023 to conclude and for everything that I've learned. So uh, we hope that you uh, continue to enjoy what we have to offer continue to review and referral and uh, if felt called to support. So as I've started doing, I believe it was last week was the first time I started, but uh, what I want to know as we continue to grow uh, moving forward and adapting and pivoting and evolving and doing all the things that we need to is ask you a series of questions. Again, our emails will be in the show notes. You can click on those and send us an email directly. It's the fastest way to get a hold of us, even more quick than social media. But how did you find our content? We'd like, we'd love to know how you found our content. We'd also like to know what you like about our content and what you dislike about our content. 
more than anything, we want to know what your biggest struggle is because we are service-based and service-minded in our discipleship. So what is your biggest struggle right now? And how can we help you with that? How can we serve you in that? Odds are we've experienced something that you're struggling with, or say it the other way, something you're struggling with, we've experienced, and we can help. I could go on and on about all the experiences of my life, but as I look back as a 30-something adult, I look back and I'm like, man, I've, I've lived 10 lives. I was a cable technician. I've been a career college student. Still am. Um, I've been a professor. I've done a number of things. Podcaster now. A whole bunch of different things and skills that I've learned over the years and lessons that I've learned, usually the hard way. And I don't want to sit here and tell you this is the seven step program to nail it perfectly because I value the 300 steps that I took to realize that only seven, seven of them were really good. Um, because I learned from the other 293 and I want to help you through that process as well. And, and if you're game for skipping a few steps, then I'd be happy to help you skip a few steps in whatever you have going on in your life, whether that's just simply understanding God's word more, producing a podcast, being a cable technician, uh, going back to school, figuring out all the, the standardized testing associated with that, getting a graduate degree, finding a position as a professor at a college or university, all those things, we'd love to be of service to you. So what is your biggest struggle right now? And how can we be of further service to you? Answer these questions and we'll set up a virtual coffee to answer the questions. You can certainly email us um, and answer the questions that way. But we're personal, and we'd, we'd like to get to know you on a personal level. Uh, this is a very exciting stage of the business where we're small enough to where we can do that, and we're not overwhelmed with scheduling. And so let's take advantage of it. And so we'd love to set up a Sessions link. Sessions is an application that we use for uh, video connections. We've used others in the past. We really like Sessions. So we send you a Sessions link and uh, pour yourself a cup of coffee. We'll do the same, and we'd love to talk about these things and more importantly, talk about you and what you have going on in life and learn from you. Our take-home message for today is simply what attracts us more. When we think of God's Word and what He calls us to do in Matthew 19 and so many other verses, what is more attractive to us? Is it the thought of riches on earth? Or is it the treasures that we can store in heaven? A heaven, might I remind you, that includes our Father in heaven, His Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do we recognize also the significance of December 25th? This is a great one for children as well. Do children really understand the benefit and the purpose of December 25th, or is it all just about Christmas presents? Of course, that's not their fault. That's their parents' fault and something that they must address. But this time of year, I'm so excited for this time of year because family and I love the holidays. We love the Christmas tree. We love all that stuff. But we must stay focused on what truly matters. My beautiful wife does a wonderful job of reminding us as an entire family uh, the, the reason for the season, as she wrote up on one of our boards here in the house. 
terrific job of reminding us that. And, and I encourage you to be reminded of that as well and not focus so much on the material things. Again, as I allude to and explain things from time to time, I'm not alluding here in this instance that that is a problem for you specifically, but it's a good reminder for all of us to look at how we celebrate the holiday, Christmas specifically, and what the true meaning of Christmas is. So thankful for you. So thankful for your time. Very, I don't know what the right word is, emotional, I guess, uh, to log off here because it's the last episode of 2023, the completion of our first season. That's really cool to think about. And I thank you for supporting us in this. As we always do, and we will continue to do, let's conclude with the Lord's Prayer. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen.